We appreciate your tuning in for the second part of our podcast. Let's get right back to the discussion. I'm going to pose a question to you guys I think I don't think is easy to answer, and that's this. If I'm a small sub-trade contractor, paving, concrete, and I, and I have equipment that I need to use, but I don't have this deep pocket budget of dollars to spend. I can't send three of my operators or two of my operators to one of your training sites. I don't have it in the budget. I know I should. I just don't have the money for it. How, how do we train those guys? We I mean, what's you. A, Okay. That's the, that'd be the That's back way. Okay. Is there additional budget requests for that kind of stuff? Is that kind of thrown into what the price of the equipment generally, is? Generally, generally not. I mean, each of our our dealers are independent. They handle okay. it a little bit differently. I mean, if you if you're running the machine or you're leasing the machine or you bought the machine from a dealer, generally they're going to provide and we ask them to provide some type of training for that operator. If nothing else from a safety standpoint and liability standpoint for right. us, the dealer and the operator themselves. Well, I, I don't want to get in trouble naming any of their competitors, but at the same time, I, I know that I've never heard that about a Caterpillar dealer, that they would not do training. In fact, if anything, I've had my my clients at times say, I wish we had started earlier getting them come out here and train our guys. I didn't know we could do that. Right. And, uh, and like anything, you know, we not all dealers are created equal. They have different strengths based on the sure, industries they sure. support. You know, right. if you're in a mining area, they support the mining versus other dealers that may not support the mining. But leverage your dealer, and if the dealer needs additional support from Caterpillar, yeah. then they know those resources to reach out to as well. And we don't, I mean, from a Caterpillar and Caterpillar dealer standpoint, you know, we treat the training and the importance of a skid steer the same as a 994. Okay. You know, so if you're a small contractor, medium, large, you're not going to get anything different from Caterpillar or the Caterpillar dealer because you're a small guy compared to a large guy. Right. You're going to get the same guy. You're going to get the same talent. You're going to get the same information. I mean, we want to keep it consistent because right. we know that individual is going to go from a skid steer to a 994. Right. Or that small contractor is going to be a medium contractor tomorrow and then a large contractor after that. Okay. So we don't like to segment, especially in the training market, because it is so important. Yeah. It helps us. It helps them. You know, it makes our machines perform better, which we want, and it makes the customers more money and more profitable. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of it, your brand is obviously great. We know that, but the point is, is it's it's interesting for me to have clients in the industry that are actually using your equipment, and and I've I've just never heard any, I just never heard anything bad. It's always how much more they will help you. I mean, the guys that will knock themselves out to get another piece of equipment short term to fill for a piece of equipment that went down or had, a, you know, that kind of a thing. So I know that's, that's a big deal. What, what about, what, what about the, the more experienced operators who have, who have worked on generations of equipment? Mm -hmm. To me, I find that sometimes they're the biggest casualty potential because they think they already know how to run things. And yet you get this new technology. It's a, it's a slippery slope. And we've worked with our trainers on how you, how you present yourself and, and how you talk to and train, you know, a 30-year operator compared to a two-year operator. You know what I'm talking about. Because sometimes exactly. those 30 years, <laughs> <Yes>. sometimes, <laughs> God love them, we need them. But some of those guys are pretty arrogant about what they can do. And they sometimes, ah, I know how to. Yeah, I mean, they are out. definitely artists and craftsmen. Yeah, they are. And, and they have yeah. been for years. And, you know, so you just kind of shift your tactic a little bit more from, you know, the operational to more of the orientation. Yeah. Look, this new machine is different than the one you came from in these areas right. and these are what these areas do for you and how you can use them in your application gotcha it's how it 
how that machine is going to help them be better. Again, it's driving awareness. Like Jason mentions, you know, how is this different than the predecessor I just jumped off of or stepped off of and on it now? So, and the other part I want to dovetail into here, Brad, is everybody learns a little differently. I'm a hands-on learner. Um, some prefer to read. So uh, the O and MM, the Operation and Maintenance Manual, some prefer to read. Take it home, put it under their pillow, and read it thoroughly and come back and operate the next day. Others learn by leveraging the expertise at the dealer and Caterpillar and having hands-on instruction. Um, so again, it's, it's driving awareness, being open-minded, and uh, really showing them the features and benefits. For us at Caterpillar, the ease of use features. Um, we're, we're making concerted efforts on those to help make that operator feel more refreshed at the end of their shift yeah. by putting fewer inputs in, but they don't always know that unless we're providing them those features and benefits firsthand. And then it's an aha moment. You know, it's, it's amazing. The difference in, you know, we, we've talked about this. I don't want to overdo it, but you know, my son is a millennial, you know, he's, he's at toward the top end age wise of the millennials, but it, it, it is amazing to see him in his own home now. You know, I, I think, well, you're the pup here, Lonnie, but you know, <laughs> don't and, feel like and, it every yeah, day. And Jason's, a lot, and Jason's a lot older than I am. We got the same hairdo though. <laughs> right, right. That's right. But our, you know, our generation was, you know, we, we bought the fix it books or we bought the books yep. at the textbooks kind of stuff is what I'm saying. They don't do that anymore. No, they've got their apps. They go straight to their YouTubes. It's amazing. You know, he, he, he didn't, he wasn't brought up in a construction environment necessarily per se, but he is awesome at getting that YouTube, and in in one three minute YouTube clip, he knows exactly how to change out the the stop, you know, the the, the stopper in the in the toilet, you know, that kind of a thing, you know. And, and so it's just different, and so that's why I was wondering. I know you guys and Jason, you really hit me good with that idea of having some of those learning sessions, even on the equipment you guys are producing, and how valuable that really is going to be to a lot of that next generation that's going to be taking over the running of the operations, right? Yep. Yeah, we're looking at that as operator training and operator coaching. Yeah, you know, if you're over one and a half wheel revolutions on a wheel loader, you know, mm -hmm. does an alarm come up? Does it show you? Does it give you a video of a tight V pattern to the face? Yeah. To you know, compared yeah. to the truck and the truck at a forty five degree angle, one image, one picture, three lines, yeah. you know, that explains that can be thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of a long stretch of okay. time to the owner. Let, let me let me close this out. I know this is running a little bit long than, than we want to hold, but I, this is such a good topic and we could go on another hour on this kind of stuff. Let's 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 summarize real quickly. If you were to give the the contractors listening to this and they are anticipating needing some equipment, they know they do. Can we give them four or five steps? What are the things they probably ought to process? Not so much on the purchasing decision. That's that we've discussed that ad nauseum in another podcast. But how do we get them prepared? It's not just buying or leasing the equipment. How do we? What's the steps to follow for the education for the guys or gals who are going to be running that piece of equipment? What would you recommend? How early before it gets there? You know, Jason, you made that comment. Or get, give us four or five steps where we might be able to leave them with today. Well, the first step is ask. Ask what's available from the dealer and when it's when it could possibly be available. Okay, um, that's the simplest thing to do. I mean, they'll bend over backwards to to answer that particular question. You, I think you again. You want to start with an orientation. You know what is different about this machine compared to my older machine. And if machine. possibly for the actual arrival, if it's possible. Yeah. Okay. Yep, I definitely would. Again, at the same time you're looking at doing the purchase. Generally, you don't show up at a dealer and say, "I'll I'll take this machine, deliver it tomorrow." 
you know, you're looking at a month, maybe two months in advance. Mm -hmm. So I'd be looking at step one would be orientation. What is different about this piece of equipment compared to the piece of equipment that I have today? Then it would be, what do I need to know tactically, which is the walk around? How do I do my Imshaw inspection sheets? What should I look out for? You know, what's, what's new emissions wise, what's new operating control wise. Um, then my next step would be, I want on-site orientation. Okay. When the machine shows up, I'd like somebody there to walk through my operator. Again, what's new and different, how I do a walk around, what's new operationally. And then the last step would be work with my guy for an hour, half a day, yeah. a day, whatever that um, may, may need or look like to make sure that that operator is comfortable and maximizing the efficiency of that machine. And, and, I mean, part of my career has obviously been to train people. So I know you got to develop that tailored it to the, to the needs of the individual operator in this case. And, and also to that, Brad, is I think um, the contractors or customers are like making a concerted effort right. to call a timeout and to bring in the players, the operators, even the laborers, other trades that are going to be near and dear to this, these machines, um, and to really, again, understand it, be thoroughly trained. Our industry does some of the poorest yeah. in investing in training. And again, there's many of you out there that do do a great job in training. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's uh, it's definitely an investment that needs to have a harder look at. Yeah, this has been a great topic. I, I really appreciate both of you guys for sharing some of your insights on that. Hey, before we, before we pull out of here, as, you, as you've listened to this, take the points that you've learned that we've shared, put those to use. Some of you, it should be a confirmation. In some cases, for some of you, it'll be new. Um, don't underestimate the learning process. And again, you know your operators better than, than anybody else. What do they need? Are they visual learners? Or are they hands-on learners? If they're hands-on learners, I go back to what Jason said. I think I'd get a pre-purchase, pre-arrival training if you can on maybe in a practice session at the dealer right as much as you possibly can hey and by the way we've got a lot of other podcasts if you have if this is the first time you've heard the first podcast we've got a bunch of other i don't know why we have now over 20 or 25 somewhere in that neighborhood but but seek out uh even sign up get these uh, scheduled for you so you get those right to your your uh, your smartphones and that type of thing and we're here to help you that's what we've tried to bring two experts on and jason hurtis and Lonnie Fritz. Guys, thanks. It's been a good session. Appreciate it. Hey, take the things you've learned here and put them to good use and uh, have a great day. Thank you.